Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 103.9 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening where we are set to really wrap up our discussion on this task we have to pray for one another, intercede on behalf of one another. Last week, we started our final review of what we have been talking about over the last nine months, highlighting that the nine keys of praying in the spirit, praying in faith, praying from the heart, praying with fervor, praying on the spot, praying with specifics, praying in friendship with God, praying in thanksgiving and praise to God, praying with Mary, are key elements to the intercessory prayer we offer to God. If, if in fact, we are to fulfill the promise we made to our sibling, cousin, friend, and coworker when we told them, yeah, I'll pray for you. Also, last week as we were wrapping up, I mentioned that it is my hope we now understand praying for others as a vital expression of our Christian faith, that intercessory prayer isn't something we have to do but get to do, a desire and a privilege, a calling in our journey of faith. Now, if you are one who has begun the practice of these nine keys, maybe you are one who recognizes a weakness in your intercessory prayer. And here, and this is where we left off last week, in this case, what are we to do but identify the weakness and be intentional to work on it? For example, if you find yourself hesitating to pray on the spot, ask the question, what is holding me back? Then identify what is holding you back and begin the process of seeking to be more consistent in praying on the spot, huh? In other words, my friends, the implications of our time together really lie in the practice of the nine keys. The more we pray for others, the more our heart will be open to new insights in praying for others. Again, these months, our time together, they have not been a summa in praying for others. You know, the sine qua non, the the end-all, be-all, if you will. But I do believe... These nine keys, as they come to us from sacred scripture, are an important starting point in strengthening our prayer for others. Or, if you're one who is devoted to intercessory prayer, maybe a reference point for you. Now, what's more, the soul who prayerfully intercedes for others begins to look for ways to be evangelical in their intercessory prayer. What do I mean by that? Well, Whether it is starting a prayer chain, maybe in your local church, via social media, I know this is what's going on in our local parish and it's great, Uh, or initiating the intercessory prayer yourself, maybe in a restaurant, asking the waiter or waitress who is serving you, what can I pray for? You would be amazed, my dear listeners, at the impact that simple question can make. And if you think you're imposing, try it. Because I have done it a handful of times, and each time, 
the response has been overwhelmingly grateful. And each time I have been given something specific to pray for. And yeah, it's a way to evangelize the heart. I say restaurant. It can be anywhere, right? Anywhere you go, any person you meet. Uh, the person who you meet, they have someone they know who needs your prayers. Okay? The more we practice the art of praying for others, the more intercessory prayer, my friends, builds up the kingdom of God. Now, that being said, as we round out our closing thoughts, I wanted to share with you a story. About a year ago, I attended the funeral of my uncle Frank. And let me tell you something, my friends. I was astounded to discover the more intimate portrayal of a man I never knew. Growing up, I knew my Uncle Frank to be no more than a rocket scientist. Literally, he worked for NASA. (laughs) And a devoted fan of the professional sports teams in Oakland, the Raiders and Athletics. As my cousin Dave offered an emotional tribute and eulogy to his father, he spoke of a man who struggled with alcoholism, but also, also of a man who overcame his addiction to alcohol by virtue of AA and God's grace. In the latter years of my Uncle Frank's life, he became a sponsor with AA and really realized as I was listening to my cousin Dave talk about it, his calling to stand in the gap between God and man as an intercessor. Certainly as the notes in the margin of his Bible suggested, as I had the really privilege to go through his Bible after the Funeral, and my goodness, he was a man who was quite devoted to God. Um, So as the notes in his margin suggested, he saw his vocation late in life to help other men free themselves from addiction to alcohol and at the same time bring people to God. And it was then, as I heard my cousin Dave reflect powerfully into Uncle Frank's life, the question came to mind. Was my father praying for the conversion of his brother-in-law? Recall what I shared months ago about uh, my father's deep conversion. It was due to the intercession of one priest that led him to return to his family, certainly a stronger and more devoted man. So in my mind and heart, I proceeded to remember my father once talking about a conversation he and my Uncle Frank had about faith in general. And on one occasion, as my dad told the story, my Uncle Frank, who again was a rocket scientist, right, asked my dad about why he reads so many books on Catholicism. This again was after he returned to my mom. My dad responded promptly to my Uncle Frank, within these books lie treasures for growth. My Uncle Frank responded, I think you are wasting your time. Now, as my father shared this exchange with me, I recall asking him the question, well, what did you say to him, Dad? Right? His response, nothing. I then responded, why? And then I remember my father looking at me and saying, Joe, your Uncle Frank has a generous heart and is a good man. When we pray the rosary each night, I entrust him to Mary. If God sees fit, We'll have the conversations we need to have. So in effect, (laughs) my memory answered my question. Yes, my father was praying for his brother-in-law, my uncle, and was doing so with great devotion. 
And as it turns out, my Uncle Frank did experience a conversion to faith. And as that day bore testimony to his funeral day, he became a vessel for God. Now, was it exclusively the rosaries my dad prayed for Uncle Frank that brought about his conversion to faith? No one will ever know. But I do believe it played a very important role in his conversion narrative. I also believe there are many others who are praying for my Uncle Frank. It dawns on me now, as I bring these series of reflections on intercessory prayer to a conclusion, that one's intercessory prayer can have an incredible unforeseen impact. I mean, think about it. In the infinite wisdom of God, as the narrative played itself out in the whole craft family, as it turns out, the intercessory prayer of the priest who was so vital in my father's return to my family would somehow, some way, reach the shores and turbulent waves of my Uncle Frank's life. I mean, I, I suppose we can ask the question, what if my father have devoted rosaries for his brother-in-law if it was not for the prayer of one Father Moran or Monsignor Moran, the priest who was so instrumental in the life of my father? You see, my friends, this is the power of our intercessory prayer. It not only changes lives, but as it does the course of history. We are all now familiar with that phrase, pay it forward. If someone has prayed for you in showing your gratitude for that prayer, pray for other, right? So with our prayers of intercession, let us change the course of history one petition at a time. And as we do so, be mindful. Be mindful that the deeper you go in your intercessory prayer, the more vibrant your life will become. And you see, my friends, that's how God works, right? By loving other, you are becoming more whole in him. This is the logic of divine love. And I know it's paradoxical. I know it's contrary to expectation. And what I mean by that is, you know, where there's loss, there's gain. Where there's subtraction, there's addition. Where there's pain, there's joy. This is the stuff of the mathematics of God, the spiritual physics of God, if you will. The more you turn your life over to God, the more you let go of what you think you are in control of, the more you actually possess yourself. And is this not freedom? Freedom, my friends, simply defined is the possession of oneself. You see, my friends, one of the things that this call to intercede teaches us is that we are not in control. If these nine keys have led us down the path of sanctity and holiness, just not for other, but first and foremost for ourselves and our salvation, then they are serving its purpose. Huh? They are serving its purpose. Okay, I'm looking up at the clock, and boy, these 13, 14 minutes just disappeared. I wanted to put an exclamation point to our time together on intercessory prayer with one last saint. We have been parachuting these saints in as they uh, bring a revelation into the theme or key we have been talking about. I want to conclude our time together on this topic of intercessory prayer with the saint, Saint Kateri Tekawitha. She is a fascinating saint, and I don't have time to get into her this evening, but we will next week. 
read up on uh, Delia Tekawitha, who, after her baptism, we now know as Kateri Tekawitha. I want to talk about her because there's some very, very important lessons that she has to teach us about everything we have been talking about over the past nine months. Okay? All right, with that, let us close with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we just give you special thanks and praise for the gift of another evening, the gift to be able to reflect into the richness of your word, the richness of your vocation for us to step into the shoes of other by interceding for them, journeying with them, being a light of Christ to them and for them. We pray for the grace to be that light as we pray the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen, and God bless you.